Welcome to Miss Retro Reads. So I've been thinking about facts known by few, and I was thinking about Lent and Easter. Why do people put ashes on their heads? And what's the deal with bunnies and eggs? Let's get into it. Quick background story. There was always the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, or Holy Ghost. They didn't need, but wanted to create. They made the angels, and the angels are pure spirits. God asked them if they would serve. The highest angel, named Lucifer, said, Non serviat. He would not serve. St. Michael stepped up and said, Who is like unto God? And there was a great battle, and Lucifer fell from heaven with the other angels that would not serve, or even the angels who wouldn't take a side. They were kind of sitting on the fence. Uh, God created the world, the universe, and all the creatures. He created Adam as the first man and Eve as the first woman. And he put them in a garden called Eden. It was a natural paradise. This is super cool. Think about it. There was no bad weather. They never got hungry. The animals didn't fight. So lions and bears wouldn't eat you. Everybody got along. And it was Eve's job to be helpful to Adam, and it was Adam's job to protect and keep the garden. Now, the devil hated Adam and Eve. He was jealous of them. So he went and took the form of a snake. Adam was not protecting the garden. He was someplace having a nap. And the snake lied to Eve about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which our Lord told them not to eat the fruit of. And he said, God told them, if you eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will die the death. It wasn't like God was like punishing them. It was just like a natural consequence. So Eve believed the lie and she ate the tree, ate of the tree and disobeyed God. She gave the apple to Adam, which was not at all helpful, and he ate it and disobeyed God. And by this evil action, evil came into the world. Adam was told by God he would now die the death and return to the dust from which he was made. And the devil knows if you live a good life and go to heaven, you will enjoy what he lost. So he's jealous of you too. He and the fallen angels, who are devils, are always trying to get us to do evil. As a remedy, Jesus gave us an example. He fasted and prayed for 40 days. And this is why in Lent, it's for 40 days. We put ashes on our heads on Ash Wednesday to remind us uh, we came from dust and we will die and return to dust. Fasting is to control our body and prayer is to get us closer to God. Recorded history of Lent is from the 4th century and the people have been putting ashes on their heads as a sign of penance for uh, since the 10th century. In parts of the world, they have a day where they make pancakes. It's called Shrove Tuesday. It's the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday. And since people would not only give up meat in the past, but also milk and eggs, pancakes were an easy way to get rid of all the eggs and milk before Lent. I didn't know that. We don't, I don't know. We don't do that here in America that I know of.
but I think they do it in um, the United Kingdom quite a bit. At Easter, people would give eggs as gifts. They could finally be eaten um, on Easter. Ukraine is said to be the first to dye their eggs. And pretzels were an Easter food, and the twist in the pretzel is supposed to be hands praying. I didn't know that either. The Germans were the first ones to have the tradition of a bunny leaving treats for good children, hence the Easter bunny. I've always wondered where that came from. People wear new clothes at Easter also to remind them of their baptismal garments. So when you're baptized, it's like you receive a white garment and you're told to keep it clean, not to sin. And so this is to remind us that we have that. Um, the most popular candy at Easter is the Cadbury egg. And the second is the Reese's peanut butter cup. Hope you have a great Lent. It's all good. Um, I like the movie for It's All Good in Search of the Castaways. It has Haley Mills, Marie Chevalier, and George Sanders. And it's a 1962 film based on the book by Jules Verne. So Mary Grant and her brother Robert, um, their father has disappeared. And he is a ship captain on the seas. And they... Uh, are are like thinking that maybe he's dead or something. And this Maurice Chevalier comes up. He's this, um, I think he's a scientist or a doctor. And he says that he was fishing and he found a note in a bottle. And it's from their father, Captain Grant. And he says, I'm still alive. Please come and find me. And he sends like the coordinates. But unfortunately, something had washed away some of the ink. So... They didn't, they had to kind of guess where he was. So he and his old friend, I forget his name, but he also has a ship, and his son go off looking for the father, and they have a lot of adventures trying to find him. It's pretty, it's pretty good. I like it. Uh, and I, I think Kaylee Mills does a good job in it too. And so for books I've known, uh, I would like to recommend a comic strip series, and it's called um, Tin Tin by Hergé. Hergé was Belgian, and um, he did over 24 books, and they're, they're really funny. He's a really good artist, um, so they have Tin Tin. He's, he's like a news reporter, I believe, but I think he kind of turns into this sort of detective and he's always trying to solve mysteries. He has a little dog with him named Snowy. He's white. And then there's his old friend who is Captain Haddock and he's kind of crazy. He, he brings a lot of comedy into it. And then Nestor, his butler and Professor Calculus. And there's some other characters in different ones, but these are the main ones that you mostly see. There are so many of them that I really enjoy that it's really hard for me to pick one that I would suggest for like your first one, but I would suggest probably The Calculus Affair. And if you're a fan of Tintin, tell me which one is your favorite because I don't know. It's really hard to figure out a good one that, that I could say is like the best overall, but The Calculus Affair is pretty funny because it, it's kind of a classic. I, I enjoy that one. So anyway, enjoy that. And how did you like the first Father Brown mystery? The ending of the Blue Cross always makes me laugh. 
He's so funny. There's a 1954 film called Father Brown. It's loosely based on the books by Chesterton. And Alec Guinness is in it with Peter Finch. And I have to say that I didn't enjoy it as much as the book itself. I think maybe it's because when you read a book and you don't have pictures and stuff, you have to imagine in your mind what the person looks like and how they're acting. All you have is the dialogue and and you don't even know what their voices sound like unless it describes it very well. So I think that I, since I read the book first, I had already an idea in my head of what Father Brown was like and what Flambeau was like. And so it was hard when I saw the movie. I was like, well, that's not even like the book. I was like a purist. I guess I wanted it to be absolutely pure. I would watch it again. I mean, it's it's not an uninteresting movie. Just to see Alec Guinness acting in it because he's very good. I remember one at one point he gets arrested by the police because they think that he's a criminal, which I don't think ever happened in, in one of the books. But anyway, it's a movie, so they take license. So he he takes off his glasses and he's like as blind as a bat. You, and the way he acts it is hilarious. And then he says, Pax Vobiscum, which I guess is Latin for peace be to you. But the way he did it, he just seemed so much like a priest. Uh, but anyway, I would watch it again to see Alec Guinness because he's such a true actor. He could play anyone, like any character. I think there was a film he was in where he played like seven different members of a family. He was so good at playing the different ones. But if you look at somebody like John Wayne or Jimmy Stewart, they're amazing too. But they always sort of play themselves, which is great because you like them, you know. But Alec was able to play all these different people. He could play a good guy or a bad guy. He was very talented. So there's a little backstory to it. Um, when Alec Guinness was filming uh, Father Brown in the 50s, he was dressed as a priest and they were filming it in France. And he was walking in his costume. And one day this little French boy comes up to him and he mistakes him for a real priest. He took Alec's hand and was walking, speak to him in French and being very happy. And Alec the whole time was trying to convey to him that he wasn't a real priest, but he didn't know French that well. So the little boy just ran away. He didn't understand. But afterwards, Alec was charmed by the boy's trust and respect of the priesthood. And after this, Alec's son became ill, and he went to church more often to pray for him. And eventually, he and his wife became Catholic. So it's a neat inside story to the film. So the next book that I'm going to be reading is called The School at the Chalet by Eleanor M. Brent Dreyer. And it's about a girl who, um, they're opening up a school, I assume that it's a chalet, and uh, they have lots of adventures, her and her friends, that go to this school. So join me for that. I bet you haven't read it before. And thank you for listening to Miss Retro Reads. Miss Retro Reads is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is an app that helps you record your podcasts, edit it, insert music or sound effects or even background music there's so much more you can do with this app than i do and they distribute it wherever you're listening to it right now so thanks anchor